welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and even toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by an exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, family vacations, they're all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. You can find out more at midamericarv.com. Welcome into the show where I assume everybody can hear me today because I can hear myself in my headset. A great little Wednesday morning show with a lot to talk about. Um, It's NFL draft season. It used to be like I was immersed in the NFL draft. That's like all I talked about on podcasts. I'm still very much interested in the NFL draft. You just kind of talk about other things, too. I have other interests. But we're going to talk a lot of NFL draft today with some pro days, how important they are, um, who's good, who's bad, and what's happening today. And then we'll also get into um, some NFL offseason moves. Very NFL heavy today. And then, of course, we'll finish it out with some would-you-rather questions. But let's start off with what happened yesterday. Yesterday, we had Malik Willis have his pro day, and once again, he has wowed the NFL and NFL fans, I think, if you're paying attention to it. He has Hello, a great NFL pro fans. day once again, and like I've said, I, I was doing a radio hit earlier today, so sorry, big country, I have to repeat it. At every stop along the way, he has met the expectation. He has exceeded the expectations in some points, where at the Senior Bowl, he was fantastic. Everybody fell in love with the big arm, the interview process. He did great. He goes to the combine. He has the viral vid- video of him helping out a person in need. He does a good job on the field. And then reports come out again. He's killing it in the interview process. Now he has his pro day. He has the jaw-dropping throws. He has dinner with Mike Tomlin the night before. Just everything that he's supposed to do, he's done a phenomenal job at. And that's Malik Willis. That's why I, I have him QB1. Cemented. You're not changing my mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. Sorry. Just got breaking news here for the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm going to stick with this real quick before we move on to that. Malik Willis is killing it, and if the Pittsburgh Steelers really want him, I think they're at a point now where they're going to have to trade up because, like you were talking about on your radio hit that you did before um, the show today, like the Carolina Panthers are probably in a position where they should just go ahead and make a move and maybe take the quote-unquote risk that Matt Rule needs to do to maybe just get a rookie guy in and see what he can do to develop him and get him in that offense and that organization and moving forward. But if you're Pittsburgh, I mean, it seems like this has been your guy since the start of the draft process. I mean, since the senior bowl, I should say, with Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin just staring him down and giving him the biggest hard eyes he could possibly give. And so it's tough now because – We'll probably get into it later in the show, too. But, like, even when you're Detroit at two, it's like, ooh, do we just try and go ahead and get a franchise guy right here? Is this the only quarterback in the draft that we really look at and think, hey, he's the only one that's exceeded expectations each step along the way? Doesn't have to do hand exercises to make his hand bigger. Just boom, kid comes in, throws 65-yard bombs, willing to help other people, great leader. You can tell his teammates loved him at Liberty, even with his pro day yesterday. Dude had a huge throw. Everyone is celebrating it with them, just like a couple kids playing football in the backyard. It was awesome to see, and it's going to be great to see which organization makes a move to get him in the draft first. And I really do think the team's kind of locked in on that, or assuming everyone else is going to agree, Detroit Lions, um, Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. it uh, For the Steelers, teams like that, they draft so low. What are they at, 20? Mm-hmm. Gonna For have them to be able to move up, up from 20 to 5 to 4, somewhere around there, that's going to be a big jump. And that's assuming he's even there um, at that time. He could, Malik Wells could go to the Detroit Lions. I, I would not be surprised. And I, I think that a lot of people, there are a lot of reports coming out that even Dan Orlovsky said it, that Malik Willis is going to be a top 10 lock. We'll see. We'll see. I, I do think a lot of that information is probably coming from within Malik Willis's camp, his quarterback coach, and things like that. He did have a great performance, uh, like I said, every stop along the way, senior bowl, combine, pro day. It's all looked really good for him. And not to shit on you know another guy, but with Kenny Pickett, that seems to be the guy that he's competing against. I You haven't heard that from Kenny Pickett. At the senior bowl, I was like, yeah, he looked okay. 
doing okay. You're not even hearing about Kenny Pickett that he's like killing it in the interviews or anything like that. It's really, it's been kind of hush hush. He had his pro day on Monday. I saw no clips from it. And like I said, yeah. like, I'm still very much involved with the NFL draft and the happenings, the goings on in the NFL draft. I haven't heard much about it. It is. It's just crazy to see those two guys. But for me, what I think, I do think Willis is the QB one in this draft class. I don't know that I'm taking him at number two. If I'm the Lions, I mean, they do still have Jared Goff. Yeah. You could still get another good quarterback at pick 32, or maybe you use a couple of your other draft picks and move up. But I, I do think that Malik Willis has definitely made it interesting and has given the Detroit Lions a lot to think about at number two overall. So, I mean, it's still a very long draft process. We'll see some more pro days even today, but we'll see what happens with Malik Willis and how high he can go. I kind of want it to be kept under wraps. I kind of want that surprise of pick number two. You don't get it very often in the NFL, but when you do, it's very exciting. Like last year, pick number three, the San Francisco 49ers, no one knew what they were doing. There were leaked reports that they loved Trey Lance. There were leaked reports they loved Mac Jones. Turns out that both were true. They, they <laughs> yeah. did love both guys. It was just a difference of opinion. So I think we'll maybe see that even with the Detroit Lions this year. It is going to be, I mean, a block. I shouldn't say blockbuster, but it's going to be a huge deal where, let's say Pittsburgh has maybe done some pre-discussions with teams that, you know, 9 or 10 sitting right there. I don't have the draft order in front of me, but... If you're trying to get something figured out, I believe it's the the Jets right there at 10. Um, maybe you have a conversation with them like, hey, actually, if he falls, we kind of want to trade up, kind of have a, something ready to go, kind of like what the Chiefs did with the Buffalo Bills in making the jump up to go get Patrick Mahomes. That deal was in place weeks before the draft. And so if Patrick Mahomes fell right there, John Dorsey could make the call, boom, get Patrick. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, hopefully you're in a position or you're planning ahead to maybe do something similar like that and get your guy if he does happen to fall that far in the draft as a quarterback. Another thing that's great about podcasting and doing radio and doing all this media stuff is that I come in, peek behind the curtain, come in early. I'm here by 8 most days. I plan this show. I look at all the things that's going on, all the trending topics, what we can talk about, and then you sit down at 10.05 and you get a bombshell that drops on you that it looks like Tyreek Hill's days in Kansas City are over. And I will just say, it looks like somebody ran over Big Country's dog. You look depressed. Yeah, I just, this is freaking <laughs> stupid. You are distracted. You are trying to read things. I'm trying to talk about Malik Willis going number two. The only thing I can think about is Tyreek Hill's possibly getting traded. Yeah. I, I hate to laugh at you because I'm a Chiefs fan as well. Um, I don't know. Good luck. Good. It's luck hard to, to read and talk at the same time because when I first read Not the initial people beginning. people do it. I mean, <laughs> thanks to our guy freaking Jacob here. Appreciate it, brother. Being like, ooh, whoa, big country and mellow. And I'm thinking, oh, like, okay, t- about to make Tyreek Hill one of the highest paid receivers. So I was excited. And then when I finished what I was saying and I went back to it and read, oh, they're now giving him permission to seek a trade. What do you yeah, need permission I, to seek a trade? To I where? did that too. I, I read the Ian Rappaport tweet and it was like, oh, another big blockbuster coming. And then I just kind of skimmed it and I was like, Chiefs, superstar, Tyreek Hill, highest paid receiver, extension talks. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. A deal's coming. <laughs> that that was my thought process. Then I saw you and you're the look on your face and how you've lost all color. And I thought, <laughs> I need to I need to go back and reread that. But it does sound like the Kansas City Chiefs engaged in um, extension talks, and it, it sounded like that was going well. Uh, what was that, a month ago maybe, that he was on vacation? But uh, the reports even were like he's going to return from vacation and sign his extension. Yeah, and they're sitting here now trying to be like, ooh, we're going to freaking replace his speed with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Bull freaking crap. Well, I, I don't buy into that tweet. But I do think with the extension talk, that's that's tough for Tyreek. I mean – they were going to make him the highest paid receiver in the NFL. And all this is alleged information, but those uh, talks kind of soured. And now the Kansas City Chiefs have given Tyreek Hill's agent permission to seek a trade. We'll see. And this isn't a, a for sure he's going to get traded, he's going to get moved. But it's not, it's not a good place to be yet, losing your number one receiver. And maybe you get some picks back for him, but replacing Tyreek Hill – and that offense is going to be very tough. Tyreek Hill is much more than just speed. 
Yeah. He's not just a fast guy. Uh, he is, he's a very good receiver, too. And Adam Schefter just tweeted it. Brooks even put it in the chat for you guys. Uh, the Jets and the Dolphins are in serious talks to trade for Tyreek Hill. That's how quickly the NFL moves, too. Like, maybe this news started to trickle into other agents and things, uh, but the, the Jets and Dolphins already in serious talks to trade for Tyreek Hill. Here's, let me... Um, you better give up pick 10 if you're the I was fucking say, Jets. Let me, I'll tell let you that right positive now. for you. The Jets have two top 10 picks. Maybe. I want both of them. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting both of them. I would, Dude, I, would I do not so. like this feeling I have right now. I am... <laughs> this is not good. You are... It's like you're hangry. I am internally panicking right now. I feel like I'm about to have a fucking anxiety attack. <laughs> I I don't think it's that big of a deal because you still have Patrick Mahomes. You brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. I think the offense would take a yeah, hit, but, uh, but it's not going to be like, oh, my God, the Chiefs are bad. They lost a receiver. I actually – I am okay with this. Bring in more first-round picks. It, paying Tyreek Hill that much money is going to be tough to do. It's just like – uh, Tyron Matthew, when a, a year or two ago, people were like, oh, my God, he's not going to sign an extension. What are we going to do? You're going to move on. You're going to find another player. Receivers, they're a sexy position. They're not an important position. You can find another one. Where was Tyreek Hill drafted? Third round? First, yeah. Fifth round? Something like that? You can find another one. Will he be as good as Tyreek Hill? Maybe not. But you can find another receiver to do what Tyreek Hill does. Or to be good enough. It's like uh, Moneyball. The Oakland A's. Like, oh shit, we're losing Jason Giambi. How are we going to replace Jason Giambi? Well, we're going to get some guys that can get on base. That's what we're going to do. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, you bring in Juju. That's the best number two receiver you've had since Patrick Mahomes has been there. Go get another solid receiver. You don't have to have the best receiver in football. you got to have a good receiver. And, you know, guys that can catch 100 passes a year, Jalen Waddles won. So the Dolphins, you're interested? You want him? All right, cool. Give us Jalen Waddle and a first. Or maybe even more. The asking price, honestly, might be more than just Jalen Waddle and a first. It might be Jalen Waddle, a first, and a third. I'll take that because Jalen Waddle, cheap as hell, and was very good. And can probably do similar things to what Tyreek killed in. So I know you're doom and gloom. Let me be the positive one. You kind of. Good riddance. Tyree Kill. I hate to be that guy. He's been very good for the Chiefs, but you are not Beyonce. You are not irreplaceable. You are another fast receiver in the <laughs> league. The Chiefs will be fine. Yeah, but it was supposed to be Tyree Kill, Juju, and Kelsey, and then Christian Watson in the second round. That was the big country dream. It's all gone. Not anymore. It's all over. <sighs> <laughs> you're so sad i can't believe it <laughs> and i do appreciate people on twitter being like hey let's check in on big country how's he doing uh, not good bub not good i do like what you said though like if you can somehow flip that and you get a jalen waddle that's awesome that's a, that's a young receiver that i can actually get behind i'd be fine with that or maybe you get braxton barrios from the jets get, mm, get fucked sorry <laughs> I I do think it sucks. Tyreek Hill being there in Kansas City has been great. He's been a top five receiver over the what, last five years or so. But I don't. This isn't a death sentence for Kansas City. As long as you got fifteen at quarterback, you're fine. And honestly, I think I would prefer Jalen Waddle, a first round pick, over Tyreek Hill making twenty eight million dollars a year. Where are the Dolphins picking at again? You probably said it, and I just blocked They're it They're picking out. at the back end of the first round, like 29. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you'd get you'd get back-to-back first-round picks, and if you're Kansas City, 29 to 30. Uh-huh. So, like, I know that <laughs> here, uh, Jacob actually mentioned something perfect in the chat, and I'm glad he did. Christian Watson, Jamison Williams, or John Mechie, good fits for the Chiefs. That last one is a name I feel like has been completely forgotten about in this draft process. I mentioned it the other day with Sam Howell as a quarterback class. Everyone's done talking about him. What about John Mechie? I mean, he's still in school, actually, isn't he? No, he, no, he, he is. Declared. He tore his ACL, though. Oh, or yeah. no. Jamison Williams tore his ACL. Yeah. John Mechie got hurt as well. Uh, he is another name that, honestly, he will definitely be available in the first round. That, you, Corey and I did a mock draft. Mechie did tear his ACL as well. We, uh, we did a mock draft last night. Pounded out two rounds of a mock draft. 
now it's going to get ruined. This is like the third time in a row we've tried to do something on the draft scout with a mock draft <laughs> and it gets ruined because like somebody will get traded. And even like yesterday, I, I think I even said it on a radio show. Like, man, it's been a slow news day today. It's like, oh, there's not really a lot to talk about. Let's dive into some of these pro days. Nope. NFL just always making news with the Tyree kill thing, but I don't, I don't think it's a death sentence. Um, I would love, love, love to have Jalen Waddle in that offense. I think he can do some very similar things at a much cheaper cost and that is so important especially with the Chiefs too you don't have a lot of cap space I know they're able to clear up some cap space but if you can go from paying a guy 28 million dollars versus uh, whatever Jalen Waddle's making as a, a rookie contract <laughs> I'm good with that and as a rookie as a rookie wide receiver with the Dolphins Jalen Waddle caught 104 passes and he had Tua Tonga Viola throwing to him <laughs> you put that on the Kansas City Chiefs roster, that might <laughs> that might be like 110 catches, which is what you're getting from Tyreek. Tyreek Hill who? At a cheaper deal. Uh, guys like Christian Watson, as uh, Jacob mentioned, he'll, he'll be there in the first round probably. Uh, you do have to worry about teams like the Packers that are right there in front of them. If the Dolphins keep that pick, they obviously need receivers too. But I do think the Chiefs can – Survive this. I, a lot of I'm scrolling Twitter just like you are. A lot of Chiefs fans not happy. A lot of people trying to poke the bear that is the Kansas City Chiefs and be like, "Oh, look, <laughs> good luck now." So be it. I'm fine with it. Uh, you can go back to look at all these teams that do get rid of their star players. You know, go back to uh, the Patriots and all the times that they cut guys loose before or didn't want to give these dudes an extension. Look at the corners that New England has gotten rid of. Corner, I think, is just as important as receiver. You let guys like Stephon Gilmore go. And then people thought, oh, my God, uh, what's going to happen with that secondary in New England? Absolutely nothing. You let Malcolm Butler go. Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, next man up. If you're confident doing it, you're confident finding these guys, next man up. And, you know, you also have McCole Hardman there, who has not lived up to the expectations of a second-round pick. He was drafted to be the Tyreek Hill replacement. Listen to this. This is the Chiefs wide receiver room if they trade Tyree Kill. They don't get anything in return immediate to add to this. The wide receiver room is Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hardman, Josh Gordon, Justin Watson, Cornell Powell, who's on the practice squad, Dieter Gierig, who's also on the practice squad, and Corey Coleman. Oh, maybe that's the reason why they signed <laughs> Corey Coleman yesterday. Ah, psh. Yeah, we got Coleman. No need to worry about it. He'll can go. We'll camp body. But, I mean, look at the Packers wide receiver situation. Alan Lazard is your number one receiver. And there's no Travis Kelsey walking through that door in Green Bay. That's true. If the Chiefs fall apart because of a receiver, Brett Veach needs fired. (laughs) That's plain and simple. If he was that important to your offense, that's just dumb. So I I don't think it's a big deal. I think a lot of fans are going to be upset like you are. I don't. I don't think that it's a big deal, though. It's just gonna. It's just gonna suck to see that, like how quickly that air just moves on from Kansas City. But it's not because you still have the same quarterback. Quarterback, yes, but in terms of like weapon wise, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I feel like people just want to sit here and you know this is where the New England Patriots are so good. I know you said that a little bit ago, being able to move on and leave the emotions out of it. Exactly, and that's what I can't do. do that because I mean that's exactly what it would be. Is like, all right, Tyreek Hill's gone, next man up. Who are you replacing him with? And that is the right mindset, and it's now starting to feed into me because it is the possibility of like now the excitement of who can you replace him with? How can you continue to build this team, stay cheap, stay young, and still stay relevant and competitive, especially it, in that division now? I will say, if they find a way to move on from Tyreek Hill and bring in Jalen Waddle, I'm ecstatic for that. Where's Brett Feech at? Because I'm buying you dinner, bub. Just (laughs) kidding. I'll wait till Uh, after the draft because I know you're busy. Yeah, we'll see. You know, with these receivers, I kind of praise the Raiders for making a move, bringing in Devontae Adams. That's really cool. Paying these guys $27 million a year, though, it's going to be tricky. I don't like that philosophy. Now, again, I'm a podcast host, not an NFL GM. (laughs) These guys are, they're not worth that money to me. And I guess you're worth what people will, will pay for you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't make Tyreek Hill the most expensive or the highest paid receiver in the league. He's 28 years old. I think a lot of people look at Tyreek and feel like he's probably 25, 26. Like he still feels young. Well, that's because he's immature. 
I wouldn't pay him that much money. I would worry about Tyreek Hill cashing out after he gets a big deal. So if you want to go to the Jets, you want to go to the Dolphins, see you later. Have fun. Well, especially those organizations, because then I'm not scared about I'm not scared of running into you again. You go get your money and live in a beautiful city. That's about now. It, the other part about this that's terrifying is seeing the division make moves to get better, and then you look at Kansas City. It's like, actually, we're going to trade away our number one receiver. The I, Raiders bring in one. The, the that's Broncos what you bring in be a starting most quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, like and you're like shitting bricks over there. Like, oh, end of an era. What you should be worried about is everybody else within that division making moves, and the Kansas City Chiefs are not. Like, th- this might be a big negative move. And we'll see what happens. I still think that the Chiefs will be fine. It's not something that you want to see, but it's also not something that's a done deal. They've given his agent permission to seek a trade. They could put feelers out and say, oh, we could go to Miami or the Jets. Actually, no thanks. We're going to take that deal with Kansas City. (laughs) We'll be back. I'm here for training camp. I still have Patrick Mahomes. That's what I I think is another realistic option. We're starting to see the NFL mimic college football. To where this is Tyreek Hill saying, I'm going to enter the transfer portal. Not going anywhere, but I am going to listen to other offers. We're going to see what happens. He very well could go back to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I think that he's, he is dumb if he wants to leave the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't imagine going and signing up to play with another quarterback that wasn't Patrick Mahomes. Like, oh. I guess sometimes you got to bet on yourself if you're Tyreek Hill. You've had a, you know, a couple Pro Bowls. You got to win a Super Bowl there, three-time All-Pro. Now you're going to go try to do that with Tua? Now you're going to try to do that with Zach Wilson? That's, that's a bold move, bold strategy there by Tyreek Hill. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep monitoring that one. It is kind of a, a big news for Wednesday. A lot of teams will reach out to him. I think he's a top-five receiver, but I wouldn't pay any receiver. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. I would not pay any of them. I'm reaching that next million. stage of just, like, anger. Like, oh, I see your face. I what know. a freaking idiot, dude. You just you want to leave this organization? You want to leave this? Stuck by your side through thick and thin, and all you're doing is chasing money. Can't believe it. Oh, I definitely can't. I don't fault him for that at all. No, I don't. This either, is his last big honest. contract. Yeah. The like next contract, if he gets another one, is going to be much smaller. So if he wants to chase money on this one, <laughs> do it. I would. He's got a Super Bowl. Yep. He's got the stats. You want to go chase money in this contract? No shame there. I would. Any you get to go live in New York or Miami? The Miami thing would be tempting. In my brain, I've worked it out already. That's where he's going. No state tax? I don't right. get shit or, about it. Whatever money. it is, I don't know. Go get your money. Get it somewhere that's not in Kansas City. But give me Jalen Waddle. <laughs> yeah, you give me Jalen Waddle and pick 29, I'm there. I'm about it. Yeah. I, what other picks so do the Dolphins have? Because I've kind of got it. You Well, they traded all those picks because of the – to get Jalen Waddle last year. Remember, they were sitting oh, at, like, number two right. or three or whatever, traded with San Francisco to 12, traded back up. So that's their only first-round pick because the Eagles own their first-round pick. And then the Dolphins own – The Dolphins uh, currently have pick 29, 50, and 102. Those are their first three picks. One first round, second round, third round. Mm-hmm. Would you take Jalen Waddle and pick 50? Honestly, I probably would. Because then you get a first rounder, two twos, and two threes. Or like Jalen Waddle pick 50 and whatever that third round pick was that you said. 102. I'm fine with that. Shit, bring it on, dog. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, You might be able to get a pass rusher in there. now, Or now you could at least address the pass rusher or maybe move some of your picks, trade up, and get a much better Here's a question. Everyone's heard me talk about getting a bigger receiver in Kansas City. Jacob asked a question. Would you take a trade back for Devontae Parker and picks for Tyreek? I don't think I would take Devontae Parker. No, I'm starting that conversation with Jalen Waddle. Yeah. And I'm leaving it. I, just, I mean, it's sticking with Jalen Waddle. Almost has to, right? Yeah. Just it, I think a lot of it is also because of where they're picking at 29. Yeah. That's not as sexy of a pick to be like, all right, give me 29 and Devontae Parker. Not for Tyreek, I'm not pulling that trigger. So that that would you'd have to give me a lot more. Twenty nine, maybe twenty nine fifty and Devontae Parker. Then I would think about it. I don't love that trade as much as a Chiefs fan. But um it is it's just it's still early. So we'll see what happens with it. Uh what other teams get interested right now, it appears to be just the Dolphins 
and the Jets. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Like maybe even a team like the Giants, they also own a couple top ten picks. Maybe you get some guys in it. The Eagles, uh, I, I'm just putting stuff together. I haven't read anything. But the Eagles have three first-round picks. They could use a receiver. Like if I'm the Eagles and I can give up 15 and 16 and get Tyreek Hill, uh, yeah, I'll do that for Jalen Hurts and then still have another first-round pick. So I think there are a lot of other teams that could become interested. Yeah, But we'll see. It's still early. Um, and, you know, a lot of these teams probably just figuring out within the last hour that Tyreek Hill is even available. So yeah, it looks like the current price tag here. might just be two first-rounders. Say that again? So if the, the Chiefs are asking for two firsts, that's what they want. Yeah. Because what did Devontae Parker, not Devontae, Devontae Adams, excuse me. A one and a two. In this year's draft. Pick 22 in a second. And if the Chiefs are asking for two first-round picks, that doesn't rule out other teams, though, by the way, that, that don't have two first-round picks. So other teams that could be interested, like the Dolphins, maybe they send pick 29 and a future first-round pick. Say that but, again, I'm sorry. But again, give me Jalen Waddle over future first-round yeah. pick. If the Dolphins really wanted to make a move, they didn't want to trade Jalen Waddle. they could trade pick 29 this year and then their first-round pick next year. That would probably meet the asking price of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. It's crazy that um, Tyreek might get a bigger return than Devontae Adams. That would be crazy, actually. That's, so many, you get blinded by speed in the NFL. Like, oh my God, I this guy's fast. He must like, be better. God damn it! We could have gotten all that speed. Yeah, I should have put out a vague tweet about like hearing big things about receiver movement, or you know, dude, you would. I'm be telling you, you could tweet up. it every day in the NFL for the past two weeks. And you would be right. People would be like, oh, my God, this guy knows what he's talking about. I really I really want you to start doing that. <laughs> I know, but I always forget. I, I, I need will to call you B.A. Jr. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys know the initials. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, thank you. All right, let's mention some of our great sponsors here. Uh, Roper Kia. Go in there, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it at Roper Kia. Mention us here at Mike'd Up. And they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about the site is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family. And you can do that with Gunspot.com. And this news is uh, huge all over Twitter. I can't get away from it. Yeah, my tweets are blowing up. I'm actually tweeting like crazy right now. <laughs> I need to slow down. Uh, yeah. And even, you know, we did talk a lot about the the Dolphins. The Jets are a key player here, too. The Jets having those two top ten picks is going to be attractive. I do not think they would give up both. Uh, I think what they would do is probably give up pick number ten this year and maybe a future first, kind of like we talked about. You're, you're no way you're getting pick four and pick ten. For a receiver. If the Jets do that, <laughs> their GM needs fire. But if you could get uh, pick 10 in a future first, that would put you in a position to maybe get a receiver in this class, depending on who the Chiefs like. I don't even know if – have they done much receiver work? I guess they probably have, but it's probably more guys towards the yeah. later end of the first round. But, you know, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, maybe he fits. Maybe they do decide, you know what, let's go with some bigger body guys. Yeah, we've we'll dealt see. with the speed. I mean, because Kansas City's also reached a point, too, where the speed, and this might sound a little weird, not it hasn't been as effective for them with Terry Kill's speed. Like, they kind of reached a point this last year was like, we need to start hitting this underneath stuff and kind of get the ball moving that way, methodically moving the ball down the field. Maybe you know so. I mean? Maybe that's kind of where the mindset might be. Now, you know, depending on who you bring in and what picks you get, that might be the mindset, but at the same time, this is just a crazy situation. I can tell you the last time I wore this Chiefs hoodie that I'm currently wearing, and I just realized I had it on this morning. I look, I, you probably just watched me realize that. Last time I wore this hoodie, the Chiefs lost the AC Championship game. Maybe you should just burn that hoodie, homie. I'm getting pretty damn close. I about burnt the logo off in the dryer. I guess it got a little heated in there. Knew what was coming. Yeah. Should have seen it coming. Should have. Should have. Uh, the Tyreek Hill news is what we've been talking about all morning. It sounds like the Chiefs want two first-round picks. In return, 
it sounds like the Jets and the Dolphins are the favorites to land that. I prefer the Dolphins trade with Jalen Waddle. Um, you don't always get what you want, though. Maybe the the Jets come through, give that number 10 overall pick. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Drake London. He's who I have as wide receiver one in this class. I really like him. He is the complete opposite of Tyreek Hill. Six foot four, two twenty, makes those above the rim catches. Not a burner, not a lot of speed, but enough speed. That's who I would want the Chiefs to draft if it were pick number ten. Get a, a, another receiver in there like him. Uh, I would be on board with that. I do wonder how he pairs with a guy like. Juju, but maybe you do have to just say, all right, well, let's change up the offense a little bit. Yeah. Even like you mentioned last year, there were so many games where I was sitting there thinking, why aren't you throwing the deep ball? Why aren't you using Tyreek Hill? They really didn't last year. Like Not- Everyone took it away. I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. everything was underneath, and then you'd watch them kind of take the step backs and then kind of have to evade and use the speed and quickness to get around and get that extra two or three yards or get the sideline for the first. So maybe if you get these bigger bodies like Pat, just throw it up, man. Let these guys go eat. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, because I, I am we're doing the podcast, I'm also scrolling through Twitter trying to figure out what's real, what's bullshit. This is something you and I talked about yesterday. Everyone is reporting, they're in my mentions, the Jets are the favorite. Let me tell you this, the Jets are always the favorite until they're completely out on everything. <laughs> the Jets, their fan base, their writers, they always think, they are going to get the guy. They seldomly do. It could happen. Uh, allegedly, the Jets are are the finalists. They're not going to be outbid, but we'll see. I've heard that so many times in free agency, though. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. doing a, a, another podcast with a Jets fan. I would have to hear all the time, like, oh, no, the Jets are getting this guy. This is who they're attacking in free agency. I'm sorry, Jets fans. People don't want to go to your franchise. And it sounds like Tyreek Hill is going to have some say in what he does. If it's me and I'm choosing between the Jets and Miami, (laughs) that's not a hard decision. I'm going to Miami. I don't care who the quarterback is. And by the way, quarterback of Miami might actually be better. Um, So we'll see what happens there. We were talking about pro days. I don't know, big country, if you have anything else you need to just get off your chest. You need to vent a little bit more. I mean, it's just it's reached the point where it looks like Kansas City has just done everything they can. They've offered him more than enough money, and it's just Tyreek Hill, you know, being the one to make this decision. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it seems like is coming from the Kansas City Chiefs at this moment. So, if that is the case, and this is Tyreek Hill's own doing, and he just wants money, well, like you mentioned earlier, it makes complete sense. You can't blame the guy. He's and I do want to say that career. because. There are a lot of people who are going to attack him and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you would just go do something for the money. What would you do for your job this morning when you clocked in? Because I'll guarantee if another company came to you and said, hey, we'll give you a $5 an hour raise, you wouldn't even think about it. You would be gone in a heartbeat, Mm -hmm. no matter if you loved your current job and company or not. Money talks. These guys need to get their money more so than every other average Joe blue-collar worker needs to get their money. They have a window from about 20 years old to 35, where they're going to make most of their money. After that, they're clocking into regular jobs just like you and I. So I have no problem whatsoever with a, an NFL player or any professional athlete going and getting their money. Do it while you can. And if that's what Tyreek Hill's doing, I don't blame him one bit. He's already had the Super Bowl, like I said. He's made the Pro Bowl. He's done things. It is time for him to get paid, and he's probably trying to do it as much as he wants to. You know, and I, I get it for him. And, you know, other reports, again, with the Jets, kind of feels like they might be the favorite, um, is the Jets would give up maybe pick 10 and pick 35 plus a player. Well, player. That, that's not a bad haul. That's not. Especially pick in the Chiefs. 10 and 35? amount of needs. Yeah, and a young player, uh, probably not Braxton Berrios. <laughs> Damn it. Dang it. Almost had him. Oh, I was um, so excited there for a second. Yeah, but it's exciting. Player movement, I love it, even when it happens to my favorite team. But I'm okay with this one. As long as as long as long Mahomes is there, he's yeah. happy. I wonder and, if he had to – I wonder if he talked to Tyreek about it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be an awkward situation? Like, even Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, like, if they had to talk at the end of it, like, hey, here you might be moving on. You want to stay? Like, do you send that text? <laughs> do you just let the guy do his own thing? Like, eh. 
Kind of yeah. hard to say. You never want to get between a man and his money, that's for sure. In yeah. a particular situation like this where it's this amount. But I don't know. It's crazy. It makes sense on why Kansas City hasn't been doing anything lately in terms of the offseason and why they went and got Juju. I mean, the reports were out there that they wanted to get Juju last year, and they brought him in last or this year, of course, and we thought it would just be kind of pairing everything together, but it's actually just a move on from Tyreek. Tyreek's now forcing his way out. It's yep. a weird situation. The NFL is crazy, but it's why we absolutely freaking love it and why I'm so excited I get to do this because this is nuts. I get the opportunity to be pissed and freaking out. I've went through every level of emotion, and now I think I'm just kind of calmed down and accepted the fact this guy's probably gone. Um, I think, not to make this a religious thing, I don't know where I'm at on that, but I am a firm believer in karma, as I've told you, big country, many times. Let's flash back to Thursday here in Joplin, Missouri, when all of the Chiefs fans that I know were like, congratulations, Raiders, you still get to finish third in division. Hope you enjoy paying Devontae Adams all that money. Just shit-talking so much, <laughs> the Raiders, and how they're stupid for giving this guy that money, for giving up uh, on these picks and things like that. This is karma. Kansas City Chiefs fans did this to themselves on Thursday. That's where I'm at with that one. And you know, I saw the like <laughs> the look on your face of he's right. <laughs> he's yeah. right. It is. No. It is so karma. That's why I continue to believe in it. That's why I didn't shit talk Raiders fans on Thursday. I was like, hey, enjoy it. Yeah, this is good. You got a you got a good player in there. So pretty much, it's just like we need to have Mello's reactions. A little. What would Mello do? You know, I almost made. I need to get a bracelet. We. I almost made bracelets back in the old stick to football days. We were gonna do it, but. I don't remember what happened. I think somebody was unhappy about it. Uh, but we, we we almost did. What would Mello do? Bracelets. Well, I'm not going to get upset about it. Yeah. So. Matt wasn't upset about it either. Uh, but there is other stuff going on in the NFL. These pro days, uh, I guess if you want to get into it a little bit here and, and talk about it. We've had such a, a long show already. It's just it's flying by, really. But with the Tyreek Hill news, the, I mean, this has been changed so much with the draft as well. It really sucks because I am thinking back to I just spent so many hours doing a mock draft and it's worthless. Tuesday night, night. <laughs> right? Like I spent my almost my entire Tuesday working it out doing a two round <laughs> mock draft. Now these picks might be getting traded. Team needs are going to change drastically. Like if the Jets make the trade, okay, they don't need a receiver anymore. Guess what? Had them needing a receiver in the mock draft. Uh, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now they need another receiver. Like, they're back in the receiver market. It's just crazy. I feel sorry for me because it's hard to work in this industry. It's tough. It's a tough time. Hey, I appreciate your dedication and hard work, though. It matters. <laughs> All You're leaving nothing. an impact. You're leaving an you impact. You matter. Um, what we were talking about, Malik Willis versus Kenny Pickett, when we started the show, I also did want to take this opportunity to talk about the Texas A&M Pro Day, which happened yesterday. I can remember sitting at the combine and waiting for some of these guys to like run their 40 and to, to work out and nothing happened. Yeah. Their name would get called and they wouldn't go, but I mean, they've got a couple of guys that have been regarded as first or second round talent. And I just want to take this time to read their 40 times. <laughs> yes. I'm a Texas fan. If you have forgotten, but it is, I I'm also kind of a fan of some of these players. DeMarvin Leal started the year as a guy that was a lock for like a top 10. When we did this last year at this time, DeMarvin Leal looked like he was a lock for a top 10. What's his position for people who may Defensive lineman out of Texas A&M. Ran his 40 time yesterday. Ran a 5-0-4. Didn't break that 5. That's not a good look for him. That's not atrocious. It's not terrible. But it is really not good for a guy who was supposed to be a more athletic defensive end. This isn't like your big nose tackle type. This just going to plug holes. He was supposed to be an athletic pass rusher from the inside. That's a tough time for him. Uh, Leon O'Neal, the safety, ran a 4-7. That's not a good time. You want your safeties around 4-5 you know, ideally, and he's not a guy with a lot of size. Yeah. And we talked about Kyle Hamilton before. I don't remember his official 40 time, but I do remember one of them being posted as 4-6-1. Yep. 4-6-1. He's not a blazer, but he's 6'4", 220. 
A little different for Leon O'Neill. And then Isaiah Spiller, the running back, is a guy that I really was excited about. I thought he might be running back one in this draft class, even during the season. He didn't have a great season, but I thought he might be able to work back up there. Runs a 4-6. That's bad for a running back. Uh, Kenyon Green, who was like their last remaining first-round talent, ran a 4-2-5. That's slow, but he plays guard, so I don't think he's going to be that affected by it. But five, the biggest two, five. one. What? I think you said four two five. Five two five. A four two five. <laughs> he would be four two five. High. That's not that fast. I was a like, five me? two five. Not that fast, but he is like I said, he's a guard, he's an interior lineman. I don't think he'll be affected that much by it. Maybe a second round pick now. But the last one, Jalen Weidermeyer, they're tied in, is a guy that I really liked last spring. Mm-hmm. They had digging in early on these draft classes. I thought he might be the top tight end. In the class, and honestly, I've held on to it this entire time, even uh, through the combine. Even of like, oh, he's a guy that could be really good. He killed his draft stock yesterday. Ran a five zero three in the forty time. I even saw um, who was it? Lance Zerline said he might be undraftable now. And this guy has went from a first round talent of might be the best tight end to okay, he's kind of slipping. Production's not really there. Might be a second or third round guy. Comes out, runs his pro day. Now he he honestly might be undraftable. You just it's hard to find a tight end that's good in the NFL that runs that slow. Yeah. Again, talking about the Texas A and M pro day yesterday and the times it came out for the forty. It's just like where did they run these at? Like how are these times so slow? Feels like everyone's pro day times are so much faster. And I shouldn't say so much faster. But faster or better yeah. or right up to par with the NFL Combine. And these guys are just atrocious. These are all bad. Now, granted, four seven, four six, still pretty fast. Okay, That is a fast human being. That is fast. But They're then not it's a like, fast NFL player. As a safety and a running back, it's like, ah, man, like we kind of hope you'd be a little bit faster than that. Yep. And it's just, what in the world has Texas A&M done to these guys? Because it's ruined all their draft stock. And it hurts these guys. It also hurts Texas A&M forward, moving forward as well. It's like, you're not developing oh, these guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. I feel bad for you. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, yeah, it, it, but it, it will. And you know, Jimbo Fisher's done a pretty damn good job there of recruiting and building up. I Well, paying everybody, but 100%. Yeah, it's part of it. I I do wonder if there's a lot of regret. I don't even really wonder. I know there's a lot of regret. Those times at the Combine were fast, where you get a guy like Jalen Weidermeyer, the tight end out of Texas A&M. He's not running a, a five at the Combine. Yeah. Those times were just, they're too quick. That surface was too fast this year. I think that's a mistake that some of these players have made over the years is uh, you keep pushing off that 40 time and pushing it off to, oh, I'm running up my pro day, running up my pro day. Then your pro day comes around and, you know, the ankle's not better. Or you're, just, you're not going to miraculously get fast in a month. It's like the guy who was ever timing it was pissed off at these guys. Like, oh, you want to leave? You know? Did you bring a Texas guy in to record these times? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who was it? Was it like, Steve Sarkeesian? <laughs> like, yeah, the, actually, I got the watch today, fellas. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I the clock's broken. This is just nuts. Yeah. And yeah, I do yeah. wonder if these are the official times. I mean, surely they got to be, right? They were reported by Jane Slater from NFL. Yeah, Night. I got them from Jane Slater. So, yeah, probably pretty close. And now every team will do their own time. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, you know, some scouts might have had Jalen Weidermeyer at 4-9. Versus a five. That's a big difference. That also still pushes him way down the draft board, though. I, I think the threshold is usually like 4'8", four, 4'8", eight, four, eight, Anything slower than that, you can go look at NFL production for tight ends and you will find almost nothing. Uh, you just Some of those guys, you got to be fast at that position. And I think it's 4'8", four, 4'8", eight, four, eight, is where you can look at that one specifically. I even know uh, Lance Zerline was tweeting out last night of, Comparable times, like guys that run like a four nine three, none of them are in the league. You might yeah. get drafted, but you're just you're not going to be good, and it's tough. Uh, we do have more pro days today, though. Uh, Matt Corral throwing at Ole Miss. That one's uh, I've said it all week. That one's the one I'm most excited about. Yeah, uh, I mean, he really he could put on a show. Uh, it's weird. I, he's in the first round, but he's kind of slipping. I, I haven't seen him in play for teams like the Commanders or the Saints or. The Steelers, where you see guys like Pickett and Willis, they're right there in the talks of all of those. Or even, you know, Malik Willis even getting talked about as a top 10 guy now. We'll see if uh, Matt Corral can have a similar pro day today. He's got a big arm. I think he can do a, 
a good job. And we haven't seen him yet because he's been hurt. So we'll watch for that one. Also, Ohio State has a pro day today. Now, that's big for Kansas City Chief fans. They might need a new receiver. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye on State those guys today. I'll tell you that. The number of draftable Ohio State guys is amazing. I mean, the last three or four, I should probably say last five years, has been insane. And I'm I'm very guilty of this. I've been called out for it before. I move on to the next draft class too fast. Within the next week or two, I'll be ready for a 2024 draft, 2023 draft. I was going to say what? Yeah, I'm, I'm way out there. Skip next year. Uh, but I say that because C.J. Stroud is the one who's going to be throwing for the Ohio State receivers today. Yeah. If you think NFL teams aren't already there giving him a solid look, you are wrong. I'm sure that there might be teams that are like, yeah, it's the Ohio State Pro Day. We need to show up. But, like, hey, kind of look at the quarterback, too. Check him out. You know, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're like, hey, hey maybe take a look at seven over there. How's he look? What's he measuring in at? Some of these guys, I don't know if Ohio State is one, but I know Alabama does, like, junior pro days. So those guys that are returning, you, you'll go ahead and get your measurements. You'll do some workouts. Yeah. I'm not sure if Ohio State is one of those. I don't remember. But teams will definitely be looking at C.J. Stroud, who could be quarterback one in next year's class. I th- he would be quarterback one in this class, I think. Oh, 100%. I, I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Two questions for you, though. Do you think the Washington Commanders are still in play for a quarterback this year? Or do you think they ride with Carson Wentz and say, let's see what we can get out of it? I think they should still be in play for a quarterback. Or is it like, hey, if we suck, we get CJ Stroud next year? <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they might be tanking. I, I don't know. I'm I'm very confused by what their plan is. Like, yeah. you, you put all your eggs in the basket of Carson Wentz. And his entire contract. And then here's question two. The media has really fluctuated a lot on these Fuck those guys. <laughs> Weird and I, I, I do want to – I mean, we're definitely included in that, but us specifically, too, where it's like we reached a point where we were talking about the quarterbacks and where they might be going and how we were ranking them, and we were kind of similar on a lot of it. And then it reached a point where it was like last week or the week before we were talking about, you know, it doesn't feel like maybe any of these quarterbacks are getting any type of recognition or love. It's kind of like NFL is going and replacing quarterbacks on their team because they don't want to get these guys to move on. It feels like the tide is starting to turn once again with these pro days here. Is there a possibility that, or maybe this is a question here, are NFL teams, do they fluctuate their opinions as much on the quarterbacks in this class, kind of like the media is and giving them the attention? Like like you mentioned with Matt Crow, that's what brought me the, to this question was, there's a possibility he might be in the first round and he might slide out. Mm-hmm. Are NFL teams kind of fluctuating like the media does in terms of giving these guys attention as a first rounder or not? And then they get to the pro day and it's like, oh, this guy is a first rounder. Probably or not. are they just dead set solid kind of I think they, through their process? They kind of know what they're doing. Like their that was a very long-winded roads. question. but It was. At some yeah. point, I was like, is that the question? <laughs> no, there wasn't a question mark. Is that? That's not. I don't, I don't think that NFL teams fluctuate as much as draft Twitter, which is really like the one that is big, or media. Like even the media members, the top guys that are doing it, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Matt Miller, Daniel Jeremiah, all these guys, they stay pretty true to their rankings throughout the entire year. You might see some fluctuation, but again, go back to a year when everybody in the media was telling us this quarterback class sucks. No one is like standing up there now and being like, oh, actually, it's great. We knew all along. And that's NFL teams, too. They're just not reporting it because they're NFL teams. Yeah. And, but they, I think they've you know, held true to what they've thought all along. You'll get a little bit of fluctuation because – you will see things on tape where it's like, oh, okay, that wowed me. You can do that now. We're interested there. I don't know that the pro days – I was asked about pro days earlier today. I don't know that they're that important. I can remember back to Colt McCoy doing his pro day at Texas and everybody just being wowed because he threw one incompletion. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, like he, he might actually be ready. His shoulder's fine. He might be an NFL quarterback, which he's been a very good backup for a long time. But it was, oh, my God, he threw one incompletion. Now if you throw an incompletion at your pro day, it's like, okay, like you weren't supposed to do that. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. e- even with the uh, Malik Willis one, it's like only two balls hit the ground yesterday. Both of them were drops. That's because everything is so scripted. Like It's almost like a dance that these quarterbacks are doing. And you even see it yesterday with Malik Willis. I was impressed by a lot of the throws. It felt like a dance. 
Like just a big like, okay, I know what to do next. I know where to put the ball. The receiver knows where to run. Mm-hmm. And then after I'm finished, big excitement. Yep. It just it all felt scripted. Everything about it felt scripted. So I'm not impressed by the pro days anymore. And I know that they won't do it, but like honestly, if you're just gonna throw the ball at a pro day, have somebody else run it. Not your private quarterback coach, not your college coach. Because I'm not. Like the roll left, throw right thing that we keep seeing, everybody can do it. Zach uh, Wilson did it. Malik Willis did it. You're not probably not going to do it in a game. And in fact, going back to my days, if you threw the ball late over the middle, you're probably getting pulled from the game. It's like, why the hell are you doing that? Even if it was a completion for a touchdown, you're getting your ass handed to you by your offensive coordinator for throwing the ball late over the middle. That's like That used to be rule number one. Don't do that. <laughs> now more people do it, but I, I'm not as impressed. And back to your long-winded question, I don't think that teams fluctuate that much. Even throughout the season, I think they got a pretty good idea. And when you know all these guys come back to the facilities, their area scouts, they come back, they figure it out. They, there's nothing new going on. I've said that before, uh, again, back to like previous draft podcasts. If you're still figuring out who's good in April, you're behind. Like, what are you still doing? Why are you still ranking your board on April 14th? How have you not figured it out yet? We had 12 games of college. We've had the combine. We've had the senior bowl. You've maybe been able to look at pro days. If you're still trying to figure out who's QB1 now, you're behind the eight ball. Or you're just looking at what media and draft Twitter are saying, and you're taking that and making it your own opinion because you're afraid to be wrong. That's a lot of draft Twitter. Yeah. And hopefully that answers your question. It did. Long-winded question with a long-winded answer. Look mm-hmm. at us. Yeah. Uh, long-winded show today. Let's make sure you get to Club 609 for that happy hour, though. 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Uh, I was in there last night. And let me tell you, I made the mistake of ordering the Chad Nachos for myself. <laughs> I peeked behind the curtain. <laughs> been trying to eat healthier. <laughs> I ate a salad for lunch yesterday, so by 6 o'clock when I got to Club 609, I was hangry. I get the Chad nachos for myself. We've been talking about how big they are. I ate half. Eyes were bigger than your stomach. The only thing I ate yesterday, I ate a salad. I skipped breakfast. I ate a salad and then got the Chad nachos and could still only eat half of them. Damn. That's that's how big they are. That's how good it is at Club 609. Hit them up for that happy hour. See our guy Sean in there, too. Best bartender they have. Oh, for sure. Best one. Longest not, tenured one, I believe. Not even a question. What is uh, it when, you're, when you've when you been working a job so long they can't fire you because you're on a contract? Is it? It's not tenured, is it? For a teacher, it is. I don't think yeah. they do is that. It, is it tenured for a teacher? Is that the saying? <laughs> oh, I think this guy's probably tenured at 69. Sean's tenured at 69? He might be. He might be. Place might fall apart without him. I'll say that. Two for one drink specials. <laughs> $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit them at their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Again, with Downtown Lube, I say it with Gunspot. I'm going to say it here. It's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. Oh, he did it. Oh, I got I was a little worried there. I even tried to get cocky point at you when I said it. I was like, you better not fuck up now or you're going to point and look like a jackass. <laughs> Your hand's already in the air. you got to <laughs> nah, bring it. Dang it. Every day is the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and I nailed it. Boom. Downtown loop. All right. Now, uh, the show's really just gone off the rails. I can barely remember what we've talked about, what we haven't talked about. Trying to, like, figure out what's going on on Twitter, uh, the text messages that are coming in. I'm sorry. I can't get to all of them right now. And I feel like a lot of our listeners are probably more even in the know than I am. But a, a wild day here. We usually, I usually try to stay Chiefs neutral. Um, I, you don't have that bone in your body quite yet. It's, it's growing, though. But today was a very <laughs> Chiefs-heavy day because that is national news. Uh, if you are just joining us, I know a couple people just popped in. We talked about Tyreek Hill um, kind of requesting a trade. He has gotten permission uh, via his agent to seek a trade. It sounds like it's going to be the Jets. Um, it doesn't sound like the Chiefs locker room is too upset about it. I'll say that much. They <laughs> I mean, Tyron like, Matthew has a tweet out there that says, when egos run wild, contain yours. <laughs> Bring them back, I guess. Shit. I, you know, I opened up the morning with the Chiefs signed another safety. 
I don't remember who it was now because it's so far down the totem oh, pole. I just saw it earlier and I forgot. Right? I it's like, even this morning I thought, well, that's official. Tyron not coming back. <laughs> Try to figure out what his tweets mean. Good luck there. <laughs> I can't even spell go right. Um, but Tyreek Hill probably most likely being traded. I, I said it earlier today in the show. To me, Dion this is like Bush. the transfer portal. Who was it? Dion Bush, former yeah. Bears free agent safety. Right. So maybe Tyron's still coming back. I said earlier today, to me, this is like Tyreek Hill entering the transfer portal because I'm a college football guy. He's exploring his options. He's seeing what other teams could pay him, seeing where he might like to end up, and then maybe he makes that move. Maybe he does say, okay, I'm going to the Jets. Let's work out a contract. Here we go. Or maybe he does say, you know what? I was wrong. I will go back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me that contract. I'll sign it. Uh, But it it does feel like the Jets have become the favorite to land him. And and we'll see. This is crazy because with Devontae Adams, it was a huge shock. No one knew this was happening. But this is the way that it works usually. Teams get, you know, a little bit of word that the player's not happy. Player gets permission to seek a trade. They find a trade partner. And then the player will work out a deal with the new team. So what is probably happening right now the Jets have offered the Kansas City Chiefs a contract, I'm assuming, and Tyreek Hill is working with the Jets' front office to figure out a contract detail. And as soon as that contract gets worked out, a deal will be done, which might happen, hell, by the end of the day. Maybe we're talking yeah. about it tomorrow. But that's the Tyreek Hill thing. Big country, another opportunity, anything you need to get off your chest. I mean, You're doing much like- better now. Yeah, I definitely am. I initially because I fought, I, I fought. <laughs> I thought that initial reporting that we read that Jacob Attagdeson on Twitter was saying that Tyreek Hill was about to get paid a shit ton of money. And then as you keep reading, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, thank you, Ian Rappaport. You tricked me. He's actually requesting a trade. He wants out. And it does seem like it's pretty much a lock that he's not coming back. If it is to the Jets, it looks like pick 10 is involved as well, which is nice. Last time Chiefs mm-hmm. picked at 10, did pretty damn good with it. His name is Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what you're going to do with it this year, Ooh. but what's up? That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I've I've gone through I think the full roller coaster of emotions of Tyreek's leaving. I'm all glad hell I is breaking you loose. Ledge. We don't know what we're going to do. Somehow you might get Jalen Waddle on the pick 29 from the Dolphins, which would be amazing. Dolphins probably don't want to move on from Jalen Waddle, which is fine. But I would tell them Jalen Waddle or nothing if you want Tyreek Kill. I'm not about to let you have both of those guys. Absolutely not. Yeah. That would be scary. But if I'm Especially with signing Armstead on the offensive line, and it's not like that defense got worse this offseason. I thought that was a really big move, and we hadn't even talked about it today. <laughs> not at all. Not a lick of it. Yeah, so congratulations to the Miami Dolphins and uh, our guy Tyler Warden, too, uh, the official Miami Dolphin fans of the Mike Up <laughs> universe. I like that, actually. <laughs> I, and I like the Teron Armstead move. It's about time. That the Miami Dolphins start bringing in free agents because there there was an air of like oh we're just gonna get these draft picks do it that way and that's one of our would you rather questions today now would you rather have the mindset of the Los Angeles Rams fuck those picks or a team like the Steelers who build through the draft so would you rather um, build through the draft build through trade I am kind of swaying I big NFL draft guy. Ask me this question a year ago, two years ago. It's definitely built through the draft. Yeah, Trying to do it the cheap way. But now we have seen a team win a Super Bowl. Not just have success through trading draft picks, but win a Super Bowl. That's the goal, to win a Super Bowl. The Rams did it. And I do think that there is something to getting a proven player. Like even for the Jets, you keep missing on receivers and talent. Go trade a pick. Even if it is 10 overall for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is still going to be good, mm-hmm. and you know it. He's just going to be a little more expensive, and salary cap's not real. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, that's very so true. So I, I am leaning. I'm still a build-through-the-draft guy because you get ge- these guys on a cheaper deal. You get that rookie quarterback deal. But I'm not opposed to let's trade some of these picks. I think you do have to have a, a healthy balance. Even with the Rams, they've traded a lot of their top picks for good players. But they've nailed it with some of their late-round picks, too. Absolutely. And that's what I was going to say is you got to have the healthy mixture of, of both, exactly like you said, because you have to build your depth and role players through the draft. You can go get your studs and stars with those first-round draft picks by trading them, 
but you have to be able to hit on all your other picks. And that's what the Rams have been able to do. So everyone, I feel like a lot of people are going to probably try and copy that now because it is a copycat league in the NFL. We say that all the time. But, like, when you sit here and you look at the Steelers and how they do it, it's like they strictly just want to do it through the draft. Like, this team, our success is because of the draft and nothing more. You don't really see them go out and try and buy anybody in free agency. They'll make some trades during the season. We saw that with Mika Fitzpatrick a couple years ago for Miami. But it's still one of these deals where, like, the Steelers are going, yeah, we're building this through the draft. This is how this team is going to be built, and this is how we're going to win. And they've had their success. I mean, it is a very successful franchise. It's just been a little bit since the last time they did it. Yeah. Uh, another would-you-rather question, would you rather take Malik Willis or Kyle Hamilton at number two it, for the Detroit Lions? I think if you really wanted to take Malik Willis at two, you would have probably traded Jared Goff or something to one of these QB needy teams. And who knows with the way the NFL is going right now, that's probably still very much a possibility because this NFL offseason is nuts. But if you do trade him, I think Malik Willis at two would be awesome in Detroit. I'm kind of wavering on that one, too. I do think at some point you have to take a chance on a quarterback. And even earlier this morning, like I said, I did a radio hit in Carolina. At some point, you got to make a move. you got to take a risk. And it's a big risk. But you might have another Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen type guy on your hands where people said about those two guys, they have all the trades, but there's some inaccuracy concerns for uh, Josh Allen is, oh, he played at a small school at Wyoming, so how's that going to translate? Uh, well, that's how it is done. One has won an MVP already, and the other is probably the second-best quarterback in the NFL. But you do have to take those chances, and sometimes you're going to get burnt. Sometimes you're going to take a Baker Mayfield number one overall, and it's not going to work out for you, or a Josh Rosen at 10 overall, and it's not going to work out for you. But you do have to take those chances. Not a lot of teams looking back at the Kansas City Chiefs and saying they were dumb for taking Patrick Mahomes at 10. I, at the time, said they were dumb for trading up for a quarterback because I thought they had one in Alex Smith. They're still doing very well for themselves. So I do think you have to take a chance on these quarterbacks. And with those three quarterbacks, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson. Allen Jackson, good singer. Uh, (laughs) All three of them were guys that were supposedly had to sit and wait. That's Malik Willis, too. And I, I think you have, to, you have to evaluate every player individually, but there is a lot of similar narratives between those three guys and what we're seeing with Malik Willis. So I would take a chance on him at number two. Or, like I said, if I'm the Panthers, probably going to take a chance on him too. There's also a very good chance that Kyle Hamilton's a bust. I'd rather have a guy bust at quarterback than safety. At least you've tried at quarterback. I've kind of talked myself into Malik Willis at number two. Said I was on the fence. I'm no longer on the fence. I'm right there with you, but news, a tweet from Adam Schefter. Sources, the Jets and Dolphins both now have trades in place for the soon-to-be former Chiefs wide receiver, Tyree Kill. The question now becomes where Hill wants to become the highest-paid receiver in NFL history. Once he decides the trade is expected to happen, Hill is said to be torn between the Jets and the Dolphins. So so I think what we still can feel gather like from that, Tyree Kill, not smart. You're torn between the Jets and the Dolphins. Make a pros-cons list. What is the pro for the Jets? Do you like that shade of green? <laughs> what the, quarterbacks, is the quarterback's got a stronger arm, so you still get your deep shots. I yeah. don't think he's getting deep shots in Miami from Tua. Yeah. But even like Zach Wilson, is he better than Tua? He might be. We don't know. I think he is. But, yeah, that's – I mean, it's yeah. opinion. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe Ooh, I Tua should say just... probably better athlete. You don't know about yeah. quarterback because that's yeah, he different. Moves better. He has a stronger yeah. arm for sure. Maybe he feels like that's the better fit for him. I, I just don't know. I, for me, it would be a very easy decision, and it would be Miami all day long, especially as everybody likes to tell us in our, our chat today. It's not going to be Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill is a scary duo. You throw in Mike Gusecki there as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Dolphins are able to bring in some running back talent, or maybe Mike McDaniel will just say, you know what, fuck it. I'll make a running back out of nothing. Tyreek Hill, you play running back now. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to I mean, he's done in Kansas yards. City before. So, and, yeah, for me it would be easy. It would be Dolphins all day. I wouldn't even consider the Jets if I'm Tyreek Hill. But I'm not Tyreek Hill. So we'll see what he does uh, with that one. Another would you rather. Uh, last one. I thought Baker Mayfield was something we could talk about earlier today. Um, <laughs> would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones as your quarterback? Honestly, probably Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 
I feel like Daniel Jones, I would – I don't know because they're both – they've both been bad to forcing the ball and they're not accurate all the time. But Daniel Jones' fumble issues would just drive me insane as an offensive coordinator and coach. Like that's just a drive killer. Like you just – you give the ball away to the other team. And uh, with Daniel Jones, he's always he's always hurt. Always. He's never started. He's got like a broken neck right now, it seems like. He's never uh, started every game in a season. 16 versus 17 makes that. Is it the say, same but... neck injury as Peyton Manning? So he looks like Eli Manning, but deals with injuries like Peyton. Mm-hmm. Tough. So I would actually, I think it's maybe a little bit of a surprise when I say this, but I would also take Baker Mayfield over Daniel Jones. He doesn't have the turnover problems that Daniel Jones does. He still throws interceptions. But Daniel Jones' turnovers are ridiculous because of the fumbles. He doesn't stay healthy. Baker Mayfield banged up, but he proved me last year. He's a tough son of a bitch who can play through injuries. That's important at the quarterback position to me. He's mobile. Uh, I would take another chance on Baker Mayfield over Daniel Jones. And another would you rather. I don't know if I gave you the opportunity to answer. Jets or Dolphins? For Tyreek? For you. But you play receiver. Oh, so I finally get to be fast? Like 4-7 fast? Hell yeah. Probably Miami, honestly. Like, even just going there to be in that area for the Super Bowl like we were a couple years ago, I know we talk about it a ton, but Miami is just so beautiful. It is. And it's just, I would enjoy that so much. That definitely plays into it, but also the organization. I'd rather be with the Dolphins. I feel like they're going to win sooner than the Jets are. I don't know. That might be tough because the owner might not get to be the owner here the next four or that so. is true, yeah. I mean, um, the Jets owner's the, not in the country, but Dolphins might have a whole new owner. The, so maybe the it's roster of the Dolphins looks better than the roster of the Jets. There we go. <laughs> Ownership might make that one tricky. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a lose-lose. Like, get a third team in there. <laughs> yeah. Get the Eagles in there so we can get three first-round picks if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, we uh, that's it for us today, though. We appreciate you guys putting up with us, joining us. I love all the action in the chat room today. Chat was live today. All, all the listeners coming through. Uh, appreciate every one of you guys joining us right here in the call-in app. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here at 10 a.m. breaking down Probably an official trade. It sounds like that might be happening very soon. Uh, but once again, we thank you guys for joining us today. We'll be back right here in the call app tomorrow at 10 a.m.